Christine. Welcome to my uh, podcast, Unmuzzled at 67. And this is episode eight of series two. So it's the last episode. And this is, I'm going to do a wee kind of review um, over uh, what we kind of covered in, in series two. So um, welcome. It's great to have your company. That's the first most important thing. Um, and secondly, just a quick re recap on what I talked about before, which was, I really was just looking at my life, how it is today, because series two was all about kind of my age, uh, my age group from 30 up to 60, and then kind of 60, 62 comes into series three, which is going to be all about recovery. Um, so I was talking about my approach to life, um, you know, how, how life is today for me, which is a, a whole lot better. Um, and, you know, my job I'm doing today, a couple of people asked me on my live, what do you do now? Do you still work in hotels? So that, that kind of answers that question. But let's get cracking on today's episode, the review of Series 2. So um, the main aim for me for Series 2, and I, I just was saying to Cam, that I said to Cam and, and his dad, Mark, what I really want from Series 2 is to enjoy it. Because in series one, I was so nervous all the time, particularly the first four episodes, that I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, um, I, I, from, right, let me explain that a bit better. I didn't enjoy the moment. Now I enjoy the moment. I enjoy the filming and I'm very um, aware that I'm enjoying the moment. Um, I just, in series one, was trying to get it right. And well, a lot of it was experimental, wasn't it? I hadn't done anything like this before. So uh, that, that was my main goal. Uh, I, I was very nervous, especially the first four episodes in series one. So series two was about being a bit, a bit more relaxed and enjoying it. And the feedback I've had from my friends and Cam as well is that I am more confident and I feel more relaxed. And I, I think that's true because I kind of know how it works now and there's no there's nothing sort of secretive and magic. It's just you doing your proper prep, turning up on time and working with the experts. So um, now I definitely enjoy the experience uh, more. Instagram was much harder for me. I really didn't know how any of that worked. And then I would look at the other Instagram posts and think, oh, fuck, they all look so polished and slick, and professional uh, and look at me, you know, <laughs> let's be honest, you know what I mean? I was a wee bit, a wee bit kind of out of my depth. But then I came to see that this is me. This is who I am. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't really want to learn how to do fancy posts. Um, I don't think that would bring me any more people. I think it's the content of what I'm doing that I think that resonates with people. And at the end of the day, the content is what I am responsible for. That's my job in this. And I have to make sure that it's that I've thought it through and, and try to make it as interesting and factual. Um, so, uh, so I don't really feel the need to compete now. And I think people are just kind of got used to me now and thought, oh, fuck, that's hard again. One of the old fashioned videos. But thankfully, some people keep watching and I'm grateful for that. So I'm kind of comfortable with that now. I'm not asking somebody to teach me how do you do this? How do you put music on? No, I'm not going to that. So I, I, as always, I want to say that I've got great followers, um, a completely unexpected bonus for me. Uh, and I have really enjoyable interactions uh, with some of them, uh, and that's more than I could have dreamed of. Um, 
Now, I regard Instagram as an opportunity for people to kind of get to know me outside of the podcast, because this is quite kind of formal, really, isn't it? Um, and it's kind of, we have a, you know, we've got a time frame, you know, everything is, is written and it's quite a kind of a solid project to do. And I thought that it might be nice to just kind of get to know me as a person a bit better. And that seems to be working. And if I'm honest, I'm actually starting to enjoy Instagram. Who knew? This is mostly due to the people who follow me, as I've said already, but also the people I follow too. I've learned a lot on Instagram um, and it's a great source of information and inspiration. And just very quickly, and I'm not going to mention any names, I, I sent out a video last Sunday, uh, one of my own videos, uh, and some of the things I said maybe were not quite right. And thankfully, a lady, I think in America, I'm not quite sure, put me right straight away. So <laughs> she kind of very sweetly and very graciously put me in my place. Uh, and I thought, oh, fuck. But I, I just went back to it and I said, thank you so much. What a really important lesson that you have taught me so early on in my Instagram career. And I thank you so much for taking the time to try to steer me in the right direction. So we're kind of fine now. But I just thought, that's lovely that people are just so honest and they're on you. You know, like a rash. Um, and I thought, you know, she was lovely and she was gracious and she, you know, she she accepted what I said back and thanked her. But other people might not have been. So I guess I, I was quite lucky. So you're, people like me, especially me, are always learning, sometimes say things and then think, God, that probably wasn't the right thing to say. Anyway, she kept me right. So I'm thankful to her. Uh, but let's get on to the final series. Series two, um, if you're sitting comfortably. Let's begin. So what did we cover? Well, we we talked about the unexpected birth, my pregnancy, my miracle baby. Uh, it was born against all the odds and my mum's reaction. Uh, talked about working in hotels, uh, meeting the gangsters. And I've had a lot of private messages from women who have said, I get that. I've worked in hotels too. There's something dirty about them, isn't there? I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Right, okay. So there's been quite interesting feedback from that. Then we talked about friendships, finding your tribe. So the most difficult um, episodes for me to do were uh, the last, no, not the last two, but they were managing money. And when I also talked about my parents getting elderly and, and all the issues that that, that can bring. Uh, for a family and I shared my experience of that. Those were incredibly difficult for me to do. In fact, I think that probably, although I was more emotional on the, on the, on the one I spoke about my parents, I think the uh, the one about managing money was, from a, from an embarrassment perspective, was worse. And uh, But I'm glad I did because I did get nice private feedback from people. So, uh, so it was a, a varied menu, series two. Um, and I need to confess, if I haven't already, that there are some aspects of my life story that have not been included in the podcast. Some of it, if I'm honest, I'm still not ready to face today. But don't worry, I didn't murder anybody or rob a bank. Just for me, uh, I don't know, maybe more therapy, maybe one day, I don't know. Maybe if I write a book, uh, I keep saying I'm going to do that. If I do finally write the book, I might go to The Wizard of Oz and get some courage and tell the whole story. But what, what you've seen on these two series is 95% of, uh, of what happened to me in my life. Um, but as I said, the managing money thing was the hardest one to do. 
um, and my parents getting old and all that. Even after all those years, you could tell I was, I was struggling a wee bit with that one. And I, I wasn't sure about the money thing, whether it was the right thing to expose myself or not. But these two, th- these two series have literally been like therapy for me. I feel like an entirely different person after being able to have the opportunity to talk about things that worried me, embarrassing things, sometimes shocking things, but all part of my story. And, uh, and and of course, I've had great reaction from people and I have no regrets. I honestly would say that telling your story is vital to healing. Um, that's what I found out anyway. So let's get back. I just want to dissect some of these things and talk about them in a bit more detail. Let's go back to the pregnancy and the drama of that news that caused my mum to cut up her wedding dress that she had been secretly keeping for me with pinking shears. I don't even know if you can get pinking shears now, and I don't even know if anybody will know what they are, but I think I did explain there were seamstresses used them. Why my mother had them, I don't know, but I remember it vividly today, although it's so many years ago. And she was just incredibly disappointed in me again. I had brought more drama, more disappointment, more shame in the family. However, when my son was born, she loved him like her own son. She just doted on him, as did my dad. And now my son is in his late 30s. He always has and will be my pride and joy. The only decision I made that was a good one and a long-lasting one. Every day, even now, I try to be a good, loving and caring mum. Just a normal mum, I suppose. And I wasn't always like that as he was growing up. And I find the guilt about that to this very day can be overwhelming for me. But each year, I do get better. And my relationship with my son, who is now a man now, gets better. And it all gets easier to bear. And telling my story has helped too. Then we talked about my life working in hotels as a manager, working long hours. um, And there just was no such thing in those days. This this is sort of the 80s and 90s. And actually into the millennium as well, there was no such thing as work-life balance. I never knew any manager that had any work-life balance. And also a a lot of people that worked with us as well. And I've got younger friends today still working hotels and it's still the same. In fact, it's worse since COVID. It's disgraceful. But everyone must make their own decision. I mean, it's a conscious decision when you're asked regularly, can you want your day off? Can you stay on late tonight? You've got to make your mind up. And yes, the Glasgow gangsters, they they brought some light diversion and brought out that flirty uh, part of me that had never been unearthed before and honestly has never been since, probably just as well. Um, some of those stories were surprisingly shocking. <laughs> For example, the indecent proposal, which even shocked me at the time because the last thing I expected to, <laughs> to hear. And the shooting. Um, the, the, the shooting's kind of, uh, I don't think it's comical, and, but it's quite lighthearted now because it's so outrageous in a place like Mary Hill that you would have something like that. But terrifying, truly terrifying. And it made me clearly see 
the different worlds that we live in. You know, me, just an ordinary wee punter and, and, and you know, gangsters. And thankfully, I retreated back to my own wee boring world. Thankful and unscathed. Then, go back to talking about managing money. I never succeeded in managing money up until recently. It's hard to manage money when you don't have enough. And you start dipping into the credit cards, especially if you've got quite a few, and I had quite a lot, a wee bit of time till that becomes the norm. And before you know it, you're taking more money out. You're taking more money out regularly. It's just as if the day of justice will not come. And you can just keep on doing this forever. But the day does come. Um, and we all need to take responsibility if you're in that situation. There's a payback time. The day we've all been dreading. And we have to face up to exactly how much you owe. And that was the terrifying factor for me. Because if you've got different credit cards, you might have a fairly, you know, small amount. But, you know, if you've maybe used a whole credit card and used all the all the money available and that, get on to the next one, I personally wouldn't look at what, what that full amount was. I just keep looking at the new credit cards coming out. Uh, and then you're, I'm thinking, when I say you, I mean me, how was I going to pay this back? There was no way in the world I could pay back this kind of money. Even today, you know, thinking about that situation gives me the shivers. That five years that ensued was hell and a penance and a hard lesson to learn. Surviving those five years at the back of my mind, always dreading that there a catastrophe, something would happen. And because I was living hand to mouth for five years, I would not be in a position to deal with it. And of course it did which caused even more long-term financial problems that are still being dealt with today, almost 20 years later. So um, I just wanted to say to you that if you're in that position or <clears throat> you feel you'd like a wee bit of help because you maybe think things are starting to get out of control or you just want to speak to somebody, that is a new company that, I, that, that I've uh, met and it's um, there's a good, honest man at the heart of this company and it's called Anderson Financial Coaching. So that, that is headed up by a guy called David and it's definitely worth looking at. I think this world is filled, this particular sector is filled with a lot of sharks and charlatans. For example, when I, when I looked at the final part of my trust deed, I realised that most of the credit card companies get virtually nothing. All the money went to the trusted uh, people. Um, you know, and, and then there was something else they did that I didn't mention. I'm not going to get into it now because they're a wee bit late in the, the game for that. But they maybe weren't the most honest of people. And I think that financial services are, are, are kind of riddled with people like that. So so David is a good guy. Um, he's, he's got a really good heart. And he's, of course, you know, he's full of expertise. So, you know, if you're looking for any help and advice, um, I would have a wee look at his website and give him a wee phone. Uh, they're called Anderson financial coaching and I'll send out a wee something on Instagram about that because sometimes you don't know where to go do you and don't forget whatever story you tell him or tell anybody he's heard it all before there's nothing unusual about you 
He knows how to deal with these things. Then, of course, I shared my own family's experience of my parents getting older, my mum having dementia and how that impacted on us and on her. We were lost. We didn't know what to do. And when my mum was finally admitted into a home, some of our relatives fell out with us because they had not experienced what we had experienced to make the decision to put my mum into a home. And they didn't actually turn up for a funeral. I think I did mention that before. This episode touched a lot of people's hearts. And thank you all for sharing with me your own insights and your own experiences of going through that. Heartbreaking, to put it mildly. And then I moved on to friendships and finding your tribe. You can tell I'm very selective about my friends and ruthless. <laughs> I have had bad experiences with friendships that have been hurtful. Uh, I have been abused and used uh, and I don't want to have to deal with that these days. So I am unapologetically ruthless about my mental health and being around the right people. Um, you know, um, for about maybe 15 years now, I have heard from people like Tony Robbins, Steve Harvey, uh, I think even the wonderful, magical David Goggins, that it was important um, to find your gift, to find what it is that you're good at without having to put too much effort into it. And for 15 years, I always thought, well, you know, if they're saying everybody's got a gift, what's my gift? Because the job I had, I hated. I was ironically quite good at it, but I hated every second of it. So it certainly wasn't that. And so, um, so I decided to start to make a list of the things that I liked doing. Um, and some of it came from my job. There was aspects of my job that I quite liked. Um, and so I looked at the list and it was quite a strange list. Um, one of them was talking, which might be a surprise for you or not, or not as the case may be. I was thinking that things that I, that I was that I was good at things that I quite liked and people would say, well, that was an interesting speech or that was a, you know, whatever. And I did spend maybe a year and a half on Facebook five or six years ago. I had a little Facebook group and I, I loved doing that. I had great feedback then and, we, you know, did a lot of videos and stuff. So uh, nothing like this, you know, but uh, just kind of like a bit more homemade. But I quite enjoyed the exposure. I loved the interaction with people. And so, uh, and then I was sure that... Um, from that, that the podcast was the right way for for me to tell my story because I felt that if it's, uh, I don't think it's my gift to be a podcaster. Maybe it is. I, I don't know about that, but I certainly think it's maybe one of my gifts to be able to uh, to talk and to be able to to uh, to give information. Um, so that's why I decided that rather than trying to write a book, which I was sure I couldn't do anyway. Uh, that this would be the easiest way to tell my story. Uh, and yes, I mean, now I really am enjoying it. So maybe this is my gift. Uh, I'm definitely going to explore that. Um, 
And I did uh, mention on my live last night about this big book and, and how that how that came about and the conversations that we had at the very beginning when we just started the podcast. And I said, oh, God, I don't think this looks right, me bringing this big book in. But I have, you know, I just don't have the capacity of memory to sit for 20 minutes and recall all of these events and record the details and make sure that I tell it in the, the proper order, if you like. Um, and so Cam and I had quite a lot of discussions and even Mark as well had a lot of discussions about it because I was quite embarrassed about it. And Cam said at the beginning, you know, maybe you need to do an, an audio, just audio only, then it wouldn't matter if you've got your book. But I kind of felt because of my experience with Facebook that I needed to, to I wanted to be seen. I felt that that was kind of part of my personality. So uh, so, uh, so that the big book stays. I think if I was doing podcasts in five years, I'll still be sitting with this, with this book. I don't think that's ever going to change. It's just something that you have to, I guess, uh, admit the things that you're not particularly good at and look for props. And if the producer says he's not bothered, that's good enough for me. So anyway, how do I feel? at the end of series two? Well, again, it's about the followers and the meaningful connections, the the encouragement and the support. Um, uh, and that has been everything. And the reaction to my story as well uh, has been really great. Um, and I've really enjoyed this podcast and uh, this part of the podcast series two. And I think I might enjoy even series three even more. Um, I think it's going to be emotional for me to talk about uh, in detail about how I've almost turned my life around. I've become a better person, uh, a person who could be relied on, which I wasn't before, a better friend, a better mum, a better colleague, and just all in all, a better version of myself. But, um, but that never stops, does it? We've got to keep going. We never actually reach the end point of that. We've got to continue striving. And some days are easy, some days are not easy. And that is when you're tested. So that is my end of my review of Series 2. I hope I've covered everything that you, uh, that you were interested in. Um, but I think Series 3 is going to be really very different. There's going to be no drama llamas. There's going to be nobody getting short. There's not going to be any having any indecent proposals or, or crazy stuff. It's, it's really going to be a little bit more uh, serious with a few uh, Glaswegian stories that I've picked up along the way to kind of add a wee bit of lightness to it. So um, that, that that's definitely going to be quite different. So I really hope you'll join me for that uh, starting uh, next week. Uh, that's that's a whole new sector to the podcast and kind of heralds the end, if you like, heading towards the end of the podcast. Uh, but um, that is going to be different. And I think, I hope that you'll enjoy that too. So thank you so much uh, for being with me today. It means the world. Uh, uh, and it's nice to know I'm not just even talking to myself. So thanks again for your company. Um, and I look forward to seeing you next week when we start Series 3. <laughs>